difficult, 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 like oh oh you know i'm feeling it just no one's oh, here to you... see it oh yeah <laughs> i can still feel like a hoe even if i'm not doing anything. i feel like a troll <laughs> yeah living in my little house i lost no, seven fine. pounds <gasps> girl i just want to announce that oh by the way i'm katie <laughs> <laughs> seven pounds lighter katie i'm fat fucker marie no. over here. No, okay. um, we shouldn't great. fat shame no no i'm marie i love my body um <laughs> good see i love it <laughs> I love my body too, but I don't mind it if it's a little bit lighter. <laughs> well, I have to say, um, I have stopped drinking. Uh, today is day. Well, actually, okay. So I did drink two nights ago, but let me just—I <laughs> went twenty days. That's great. With no alky alky, my bestie, my bestie named alcohol. Um, yeah, just to get a little clear-headed, and now I'm back. Yeah, no, just, it's great. You know, I actually have been on a similar journey. Uh, oh, I also, yeah? I will drink occasionally, but I've been drinking a lot less. Um, I mean, why would, why should I be drinking? I'm not seeing people. <laughs> it's like, I know. what am I doing? You know? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been good. I, I'll have my days where I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. But other than that, so yeah. that, but that's not why I lost the weight or it might, it's not not why, but, um, I got, did we talk about this already? I got a mini stepper. Mini stepper. Yeah. What's that? It's like a uh, exercise equipment. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> Oh no. It's like no, a little no, step no. machine. Did you get oh geez. Yes. No, not yes. that. Yes, I got it. And it was not that expensive. And you just I, march in place, yeah, basically. Yeah. While I watch TV. It's amazing. <laughs> it's great. I like and I thought like this is not gonna make a dent. What is this going to do for me? And here's here's why it started. This is a very fascinating story. You're all going to be forced to listen to now. I um, I, I, I'm included. <laughs> yep, I'm working with cameras and stuff because I'm DPing for my job. And we got a new camera. It's amazing, beautiful ten thousand dollar camera at work. I didn't buy it, uh, but it's at work. It's great, but it is fucking heavy. It is like the heaviest thing. I mean, it's like. I mean, I think it's like 500 pounds. It's probably not, but it's very heavy. And one of the things now we can do with it is do handheld stuff. So I'm like carrying this like camera around and I was so out of shape. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Like this is going to be dangerous for me. I'm going to hurt myself. So I was like, I have to start doing something to strengthen myself. And um, so I was doing like planks and stuff. Um, and then I found this mini step because I just in the pandemic, oh, are we moving? I'm not moving. Have you been moving? I mean, it's so hard to move around. I still live in New York and I'm not moving anywhere. I'm just sitting in my on my chair all the time. So I was like, I wonder if there's anything I can get or do or whatever, because I'm not even walking anywhere. And then I found this mini stepper. And even the most muscly men in the pandemic mm. have been just exclaiming how wonderful this mini stepper is. So I got it. and It's working. And my body, I carried, I picked up a camera yesterday and I felt great. And I was like, I'm not even doing that much. So anyway, for all of y'all out there that are like, oh, I, can't, I hate exercising. Oh, I can't really get started. Honestly, you really don't have to do very much. I'm shocked. 
because I was always one of those workout people that like I was like okay you gotta work out I'm gonna do a million push-ups I'm gonna like you know really go hard on this hit routine no I could have just been stepping <laughs> hold on <laughs> I had no idea and I mean you know I, I could do more but I, I, I can't believe how much of it wow. this is I wish well, we were sponsored ex- by mini stepper but we're not but mini um, stepper yeah hmm well that's exciting yeah so and then I've been eating better too that also helps that food is a big part of it. <laughs> yeah yeah. But. No, I, I mean, I've been doing this online Zoom class thing and every day he's like 21 days to spring. You don't want to step out in your pandemic body. The light of the sun will shine and everyone will see it. I mean, <laughs> he's not so, wrong. That's, 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 I'm like, so OK. Funny. Yeah. But no, I've been getting in my steps now that I'm on the first floor rather than the fifth floor walk up. I'm I just walk outside and go for a walk and there's sidewalks and it's it's that's I, nice. I do walk. I, walk. I do. Yeah, I've been sort of forcing myself to take walks too but i'll tell you what after a year of being in the same neighborhood there's only so much of this neighborhood i can see oh, <laughs> like i've yeah. seen it all i've seen it all <sighs> my favorite welcome view. to our walking podcast yeah. <laughs> this is difficult women. where do you like to walk i like to walk Marty, outside. Like to walk. <laughs> i like to walk katie outside. walks in place <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I wanted to share something. I, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram. This was a couple weeks ago, but it was just the nicest message from this lovely person. Her handle is not East Music. And she said, seven years ago at Mr. Small's Theater, I met multi-talented Marie and Katie of Reformed Tours before they opened for the duo de Twang. I kept gushing to RW about how I love their tune dedicated to Rush Limbaugh. They were smart, funny, and so nice to let me talk their ear off. Also, I can't not remark on their adorable dresses. I hope to see you both on stage after the pandemic. I also can't wait to go back to Smalls. Smalls is was the haunted one, wasn't it? I thought so, too. I looked it up, and I was like, I think this is the haunted one. Yeah, you guys, there was a haunted theater that we performed at, and a drumstick flew across the... It just came out of nowhere. Ca- yeah. It literally like- just flew from the ceiling. Yeah, we were like, who threw that? And nobody threw it. It was very weird. It was very scary. And you could feel... Haunted. Hauntedness. (laughs) Yeah. The ghosts were there. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for that. Yeah. (laughs) We may or may not go back to Mr. Smalls, but no, we will. I I know know, we will, but we'd be cool. I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. If it's still open. I don't know what's happening anymore. I would but love we're to just going to skip these small theaters. We're going to do the arenas, right? We were texting about arenas. Yeah, it'll be, you know... Half capacity or whatever. <laughs> so just like our zero capacity. Just nobody. Will, we'll break into the arena and we'll do a show and no one will Ugh. see it. But we'll do we'll do arenas. The thing that hit me the other day that I missed the most is harmonizing with you. Oh. Like I love mm, harmonizing. So I know. But we haven't been able to harmonize our voices. We can't sing at all together because of this goddamn Zoom, Zoom or whatever. Yeah. So that's fine. Um but if you do want to watch us do something, uh, we are doing live streams on our Patreon. So yes. you can go to patreon.com slash reform tours. Um, we cannot sing together, like we just said, because the Zoom, there's a delay, all that sort of stuff. But we do have special guests and we do have Fun a things. good time. We sing a little just independently. Yeah. Solo. Solo, solo in our show. own homes. Take yeah. a Marie. And then she sings. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, we'd love love it if y'all would join us over there to to watch watch our talents in the computer until we can hit the stage again and live in person. Um 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I kind of blacked out for a minute just like imagining, <laughs> imagining our former lives. It's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Somebody was like, are you guys going to tour after this is open? It's like, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I mean, it'd be great to go do something. I'd have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have yeah, no idea what's I next. know. That's but great. It's cool. Whatever. It'll be fine. Everything's great. Everything's totally great, you guys. I'm it's so good. Katie's stepping, in, stepping in time. and Stepping place. in place watching TVs. Yeah, that's great. But you know what's really exciting? It's what? Women's History Month still. And we're going to get into some history. But first, we'd like to have our sponsors take it away. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. And we're back. Ready yes. to educate your minds. Yes. With our Googling. On some bad by Googling skills. <laughs> you didn't know this off the top of your head? Oh, yes. I was born knowing this. <laughs> I came out of the womb being like, mother, did you know? <laughs> mother. Um, yes. So we are lifting up women's voices this month on the pod because it is Women's History Month. Women's History Month should be every month. But, you know, it's not. It's just on March. <laughs> Um, so uh this week we are talking about heroes of from world war ii world war ii heroes that were women because we know lots of male stories which blows my mind there's so many women that saved everybody thousands (laughs) like yeah yeah, everybody yeah you think of men male soldiers like you know saving the lives no no Behind that man, there was a woman saving his ass. In front of that man was a woman, like <laughs> literally like killing people and like out of their way. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think that first of all, World War Two just seemed harrowing. It's <laughs> just so scary. Like what was going on? In, oh, my in God. Could France, you imagine? Especially yeah. like I mean, all over, not just France. I don't know why I'm like in France, but France, I forget my mom lives in France. So I think that I think about that. But I really do forget that. You know, England was occupied by Nazis. France was occupied by Nazis. What? I don't, I mean, I I don't, maybe I'm dumb to just like for that to surprise me, but I forget that all the time. This wasn't just like a war that was fought in Germany. It was like they were taken over. Right. What's that movie with all the children and they get the nanny and they come to Austria or they go to Austria? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Uh, so long oh, farewell uh, sound of music. That. yeah yes the sound of music i remember watching that as a kid and being like what like it gets weird at the, the second end. half so that yeah, movie, you're like what's happening i remember that movie was on two this is gonna age me but it was on two vhs tapes right and right. you and, and you like the first one yeah, the so first tape we watched over and over again and yes. then the second one was when they like leave their home and right. are being like you know running away from the nazis and i didn't understand what was nope. happening me neither um they shouldn't have put but it i didn't like the tapes, second tape yeah <laughs> I, I, we, that's I an important watched. part of the movie but um, but that was my first introduction to like world war ii nazis like you know families having to flee their homes because of uh, them occupying it and k- kicking them out and you know then fighting the nazis all that sort of but it was sound of music yeah as a child yeah i mean and that's to why rap- it's amazing that that movie was 
I mean, it's great that they made yeah. that movie. Um, Good point. Good point. History. I was exposed to uh, World War II because my grandmother, through marriage, but my grandmother who I grew up with from, she was my grandmother from the day yeah. I was born, she survived the Holocaust. Uh, she was, um, talk about heroes, she was from Hungary and uh, she was married. She was like in her like early 20s maybe when this was going down and then Hungary was occupied Hungary got it bad, I think, during the war. Yeah. And she was, um, I think by blood they were Jewish, but her dad had converted to Christianity. So they were Christian, but they didn't care because they didn't look Christian. You know what I mean? They weren't, mm-hmm. by by blood, they weren't Christians. So um, they were being persecuted by the Nazis. She was married to a gentleman, and they had a son, who's my uncle. And he got, she and this, this her son were able to sort of escape into the countryside and they stayed in a home. Somebody was like kind enough to be like, come stay with us quietly. So they quietly lived in this house. But her husband wasn't able to go and he got taken to Auschwitz and died in Auschwitz. Her mother, um, I guess near the sort of nearing the end of the war, from what I remember, uh, they the Nazis just started freaking out and were like, take, kill everybody, kill everybody. So they were like taking people from their homes. They took Mm. her mother from her home. Mm. Um, They took a bunch of other Jewish people and then lined them up against, um, I don't even know if it was necessarily even just Jewish people. It was like anybody who was a sympathizer, Mm -hmm. anybody at that point, they were just lining up, uh, they lined them up against the river. She was the last one in the line. And then they just started shooting people in the head right along the river. And they got to my grandmother's mother and they shot the gun and my grandmother's mother was like, oh, I'm still alive. And her first thought was the gun wasn't working. Um, everybody in this line is still alive and we're all just playing mm. dead until they leave. So she just was very still. It was dark. It was at night. So they couldn't really see. And they're kind of running around trying to kill as many people as they can. She um, waited in like just laid there and was sort of waiting for someone else to get up. And then she realized everyone else had been shot dead. Oh, my gosh. And by some act of God, the gun jammed or ran out of bullets when it got to her. So she survived. She waited a little bit. She got up and then she just ran. She got on the bus and went back home. And then I think shortly after that, the war was over. So, I mean, these are the stories that I grew up with uh, as a kid. Wow. Um, and I'm not Jewish, but uh, I feel lucky that I had that um, experience of having a, a grandmother that survived the Holocaust because I can have like firsthand accounts of um, mm. what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. she wrote a book about some of her experiences, too. Wow. Yeah. Just, I mean, just sort of for, it was like published, but it was more just for, you know, her and for us to have. Um, Mm -hmm. But so anyway, that's, you know, this is just to kind of, I don't know, like the World War II and the Nazi occupation, it's like this thing that people are starting to deny now ever happened. It was really not that long ago. And like, it kind of blows me away that people are starting to think like, well, not that many people were actually killed and it wasn't as big of a deal as, you know, people are reporting. But some of these women, um, the first woman in particular we're going to talk about today uh, was afraid of that very thing. And that was one of the things that drove her to be so heroic. So the first badass lady we're going to talk about today, her name was Faye Schulman. When she was 22, her whole family was murdered in a Polish ghetto by during this you know by the nazis um along with thousands yes of others yes and then put them all together and then burned thousands of people 
Yeah. And they only spared her. She should have been in that group in theory, but they spared her because she was a photographer. And they had her take photos. Um, I think they of her even, family. Yeah. 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 Like of the incident too. Right. Which is to, so fucked up. <laughs> oh, God. It's so fucked up because A, the Nazis wanted to have this proof to show what they have done. And then also, I mean, she wanted to have it as well to show what the Nazis have been doing. So people would actually believe. And and I think back then, like we, the power of a photograph was huge. And also for a female at that time to know how to do that, I guess like her brother taught her how to take photos. That's great. Own, yeah. She, right. She'd worked for a brother who owned the town's only photo studio. Um, and so the Nazis deemed her as useful. So they preserved her life. And they asked her, they they asked her, they forced her to start documenting their reign of terror in the district of Poland. Um, and yeah, she was forced to take photographs of the mass graves filled with her friends and relatives outside of her village. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're in time with the deniers. It's like, there's, what? Like, how are you denying this? But okay. Um, yeah. She was able to finally escape sort of the Nazi clutches. Um, and she was able to go uh, and join a band of fighters that were kind of trying to, like a resistance kind of group. But she was the only woman in the group. So the group was sort of like, oh, what's this girl doing here? <laughs> like, get her out of here. Like, we don't want to, you know, what's, w w she's not going to be any help to us. Apparently, she also, um, she had no military experience. And she was afraid of guns and blood, which is, oh, sounds like someone I know <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> I relate. <laughs> oh, guns and blood. No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> but, but she, she got over her fear yeah. of blood, right? And she, yeah. She like became their nurse and yeah. would would help them. She realized that there was no medical person in this group. See, this is this is why it's good to have women around because they think <laughs> they use their brains <laughs> and they're like, dude, you know, how are you going to have this resistance fighting club and not have any sort of medical? <laughs> people on it she was not a nurse but she mm -mm. learned she yeah. this is before google guys i don't know how she did it but she learned how to nurse and uh like you said got over her fear of blood and then was very useful surprise surprise mm -hmm. <laughs> like a group like that um but they say that and, oh yeah well and, and took pictures of it too there is one picture of them like performing what looks like kind of maybe surgery or something out in the woods and they have like a makeshift uh, surgical table made out of sticks and, and you know, leaves and things that she took a picture it. of. This Could you me, imagine? I feel like I have to update my go bag now. Um, <laughs> this is like what scares me about. Because, I, you know, I, I go, oh, my God, I still order my um, my shot, my shot thing. What is it called? Your slingshot. My slingshot. I don't even know what it's called. How am I going to find it on Google if I can't know what it's called? <laughs> um... um but also with uh, the group that she was with, some of the partisans, partisan comrades that she was among were anti-Semitic. So she had to actually pretend that she wasn't Jewish uh, among the people that she that saved her and that also she was saving. I didn't know which that. Which is That's a crazy. fun little fact. That's terrible. There's this quote that they have her attribute to her where she says, I wanted people to know that there was resistance. Jews did not go like sheep to slaughter. I was a photographer. I have pictures. I have proof. And I think that that's also like a really, I think a lot of the imagery that we see of the Holocaust 
in movies and and in pictures and things it's like i i think of like people kind of being herded like cattle into into trains and then being like shuttled mm. off to places like auschwitz which does feel very passive you know like th- mm. those those images feel very passive like people just kind of like willingly went on these things and i think that um when I read that quote, I was like, yeah, that's right. Like, this wasn't just something where people are like, okay, well, I guess, you know, they told us to do this, so we have to do it. It's like nobody, you know, it was very, Nazis were very organized and they, you know, kind of incrementally tortured people. So that kind of like pushed everybody in that direction. But I do, there was a lot of resistance. People were hiding people. People were trying to fight, you know, in way any way that they could to save themselves and others. But anyway, I just liked that quote. Mm. Well, so actually, uh, the Jewish Museum in Milwaukee was um, had a an exhibit, Pictures of Resistance, the Wartime Photographs of Jewish Partisan Faye Shulman. And they have a 40-minute interview of her also, um, along with her photographs. I, I, I came across this woman. I had never heard of her before. It's not that we learned her in history. But the fact that her photographs are still alive and well today – going to museums across the country, across the world, just so we never, ever, ever forget her story and the story that, as, as, you know, that took place, really did take place um, in history. It reminds me of, because um, you're, like you said, the ph- photographs are can be so powerful. And, I mean, photography is a relatively new medium you know compared to the lifespan of humans right like Mm -hmm. cavemen Mm -hmm. didn't have cameras or whatever um and even camera photography being like you know that the first photos were like you had to sit really still like for a long time no smiling yes you're 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 not gonna have a lot of like photographic evidence of things in action and stuff and so like as the camera developed um and was able to be you know moved around easily um now you have an opportunity to take photos of these things and it makes me think of like i know that they talked about um in uh the vietnam war it really right like that war Mm -hmm. really got people Mm -hmm. activated because of like the photos and the video footage that they were able to take of it it was the first Mm -hmm. war that was like televised like that um and then it makes me think of like uh, the civil rights movement that's happening now because of cell phone photos, cell phone mm, videos, mm-hmm. and that we're able to like, exp- you know, it's those kinds of documentations that are, make us able to see what's really going on here. And so in her, mm. like her, her, her work was sort of like early cell phone video, you know what I mean? Where, but more Very beautifully, good point. But yeah, because it's like, that's just, otherwise people don't know. Mm-hmm. And she fought to protect her camera. She had received that camera in 1939 or something. And she would bury it when, like, the Nazis would come. And so she would bury it. And then she would go and find it again. And the video, I believe, um, because I watched something (laughs) with her (laughs) holding her camera from 1939. She's an older woman holding this camera that she had protected. And it's, it's, it's amazing that, like, you know, we think of, you know, there. I have some family heirlooms that, like, I hold very close and dear. And for this woman, that's what saved her life. Mm-hmm. And so she's holding this camera, uh, this old. I mean, it's beautiful. Gosh, it'd be really neat. And is also, she, she was developing alive. Hmm? Is she still alive? I think she is actually. Um, now in her nineties and living in Toronto, Canada, she was unable to attend the exhibit in milwaukee but that's yes true. so that's why that they can capture so much video of her telling retelling these stories this is the thing though 
Like, this is the thing. That's how not long ago this war was. The people right. are still alive. And she was 22. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even like, my uncle survived it, but he was a little kid. So he doesn't, you know, he has some memories, I think, but nothing like he wasn't an adult person that can retell this. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. There are still people that were adults during this war who right. can t- still tell us what they saw. Right. So if you're like a denier, go fuck yourself. Like, really, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Just bend on over. All yeah. right. Okay. All just, right. On to the next. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like I'm about to spiral into some sort of like hate speech against people. No. Um, yes, great. So the next uh, amazing mm-hmm. heroic woman um, that we're going to talk about today is Noor Inyat Khan. And she was a spy. And she was Ooh. also a princess. Oh my God! Is this a Disney movie? <laughs> this should, you know, why? Why wouldn't they? This should be a Disney movie. Oh my yes. God! You're I right. know, right? Yeah. Let's animate it. You draw Me? it. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is gonna take a while. <laughs> It'd be like some stick figures. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna look good. <laughs> I think maybe we'll get the professionals. But she, this, this is a great story too. Um, she was in 1943. She became the first secret radio operator sent to France. Like we're talking about France. Uh, it was Nazi occupied France. And she was able to then send like these radio um, radio messages back to the allies and things. What what I don't understand was, was that radio, was it like a state, like she wasn't like a DJ, right? She wasn't like, <laughs> and here's the next hit from Irving Berlin or, you know. I mean, I don't even know. This is where the Google stopped for me. But like, um, like it could have even been just a um, like, like telegraph a, or like um, some sort of radio. Like, s- yeah, like not yeah. like radio, not like radio, like not like radio. And now we're going to be right. tuning into. <laughs> that, no, so I think that it's more that like Morse code yeah. or yeah, some or, sort of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Again, not a historian. Don't know, really. But no, we're um, too. but she was but she it's it sounds like that there was maybe only well so they they asked they had to recruit women because they had a shortage of men <laughs> the men were all fighting and so they were like well shit yeah i guess uh which was we'll like a big get, thing in world war yeah. ii like during you know when the men were all fighting especially in the united states too right where women had to work in the factories and stuff like that and join baseball leagues as we know <laughs> League of their own. um but one of my favorite movies love oh, it. It Tom Hanks. Yeah, oh, incredible. Great, totally, uh. yeah, um but <laughs> but one of the things i thought was also fascinating with this was that like this job was the survival rate for this job was six weeks right that was the average survival so like that's how dangerous this right. job was Right. And um, she was like, yep, sure, I'll do it. Send me in there. I mean, I'd be like, I don't like blood or guns or radios. Goodbye. <laughs> but um, but unfortunately, I, I mean, what it says is that uh, like a French woman turned her in. In the end. Yeah. In the end. Fuck that um, but, but then also that happened. Oh, yeah. Sorry. She like, no, the- I was just going to say, you're like, and she died. We're like, okay. And she <laughs> died. Bye bye. No, but <laughs> next she, one. <laughs> she w- was cool about her, too. And this is like what I like about these ladies is like a lot of them have these there's a sort of side where you're like oh she's not gonna make it she's too you know this woman was a children's book writer she's a princess of india um and she uh 
she was a very gentle, sort of emotional person. So mm-hmm. I think that the general sense was like, oh God, she's really not going to do good at this. You know, <laughs> That was what people I think felt for her. She ended up being like, in, in, there was a time where she was, she got into France and then immediately Nazis came and occupied it. And then I think that they did like a sweep of radio like they found the nazis found all these radio operators and but they didn't find her so she was like the only one still doing her radio operating i still don't know what that is but um (laughs) but sending messages and you know keeping communications open um which really surprised people i think because you know again these women are so underestimated you think like oh she's on her period she's not gonna be able to work in a radio you know um and in fact a lot of those qualities are things that actually helped her i think be very good at Mm. her job in the sense that you know she was probably able to be in tune with other people around her so she felt like oh god they're gonna come get me i'm gonna like leave now so i can hide and do my radioing elsewhere things like that you know whatever i don't know but there's i think that we i just i i don't i think it's frustrating when people underestimate women because they think oh you're too sensitive or you're too emotional or whatever right yeah well so she ended up living three months instead of the six weeks that they initially thought um but another woman turned her in yeah ladies what is that about we got to keep building each other up not tearing each other down but yes a french woman exposed her location and the nazis came and uh got her and executed her but here's the other thing that's cool about her I just want to get to her death, Kate. I know. You're just like, and she died. And then <laughs> right. she died. I'm like, okay, okay, she died. She died. But before she died. <laughs> so they got her. Oh, and then yes. they're like, oh, I forgot. This is her. the best part. Okay, yeah. sorry. So, it's yes. like, so first of all, part. she was very, very good at the at the radio operating thing. And at one point, um, the like the allies were like, you, you know what? I, we don't feel good about you being there anymore. Come out, please. And she's like, I'm the only one doing this. So I'm not going to quit just because you're afraid for my life. Like I'm, I'm, mm. I'm committed to doing this. So uh, twice they said, please, please, please come out, come out. And then they, the Nazis did finally capture her because of that French bitch. Um, <laughs> but they, they captured her, they imprisoned her, and then they tortured the hell out of her because mm-hmm. she had all this information. Mm-hmm. She was like relaying information back and forth. So she was kind of like, could have been a really important source of information. They tortured her and tortured her and tortured her and she didn't crack a bit. She didn't give anything. This sensitive woman that everyone was afraid was going to be like too like precious for this job was insanely tough under like that kind of duress. Um, And they tortured her for 10 months. Yeah. 10 months. And I wait, I have to go back. I think I said she only lasted for three months as a spy. This now says five months. So, um, you know, Give or take a couple months, but she did way better than the initial yeah, six weeks. Would think, but yeah. then they tortured her when they captured her for 10 months, beating her bloody, trying to get information, and she never, ever succumbed to it. Um, um, which yeah. I don't know about you, but if they, if, if anybody touches my toenails, I, you can oh, have God. all the information well, you want. Always, I think about torture a lot too. <laughs> the things that I Katie. But I think about like, one thing that's so interesting to me about torture is it's like they're like we'll stop torturing you if you tell us this thing but then like you're just gonna kill me anyway so then you're gonna like and i guess like the the point is that you're tortured to the point where you're like just kill me already 
And they're like, no, we're just going to continue to torture you. So like you're almost like wanting death. Maybe that's what, you know, it's about. But um, I don't know. That always like annoyed me that it wasn't like I'm a Libra. So I like things to be fair. <laughs> and I feel like <laughs> if you're going to torture someone until they give the information, then I feel like that the reward should be you get let go. Mm. But it never seems to be like that. It's usually it's, it feels like in these scenarios they are like, oh, great. You, get, you gave us exactly what we wanted. Now you die. Mm-hmm. you know so it's so a lose-lose really it's such a lose-lose I mean it's like beyond but I do understand like I'm saying that maybe the maybe her death could come sooner and be a relief from her torture if they tell her but she didn't that's the point she didn't say anything um mm-hmm. there was a day when they collected a bunch of other you know people that were in the prison they're like okay today's execution day and they um executed everybody right away except for her and then they continued to torture her a little bit more oh. right before her death just to see if they could get something out of her and she didn't say anything women are fucking tough wait but you know what she did say what did she say she said liberté yes that was her last words yeah and so she had grown up in france yeah she had grown up in france um and just was really passionate about fighting for her country Mm -hmm. even though she was she was an indian princess but she had you know this is her the british and all yeah oh yeah exactly yeah, um, we, <laughs> we won't I get mean, into not that. To like, kind of not either. to like, not to you know, that's another conversation that we will yes. should have. But um, <laughs> yes, yeah. But an Indian princess spy. I mean, that's how fucking story. badass is that? And we should all know that this Women's History Month. Yeah, and she, again, like gentle, a gentle woman who's like mm. a sensitive woman can also be extremely tough. Mm-hmm. Gentle ladies. Yeah. Very um, cool. Yeah. All right, on to the next badass. Mm-hmm. Suzanne Spock, mother of the resistance. This is kind of fun. Because <laughs> is she, it? well, I mean, it's fun in the sense. With a capital F or just like a lowercase? I mean, with a, with a, with a PH. A PH? Fun, yeah. <laughs> um, what's cool about this lady, and this is for the moms out there, she was a mom. And mm. a lot of what she kind of went through and did and whatever, she used like her mom skills mm. to be Super a mom. badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was just this, a, a how I don't want to say just a housewife, but she was a housewife in Paris, had kids. And then Nazis came and occupied France, which mm-hmm. was not fun with a PH or any other spelling. <laughs> and she just hit a point where she was like, I cannot sit idly by and just let this happen without doing anything about it. So mm-hmm. she joined the resistance, mm-hmm. which is cool in itself. I mean, it's cool that she was like, I mean, she potentially could have been a person maybe that could have just gotten through this and kept her head down and then, you know, made it through no problem. Well, she also chose. she was she was very wealthy. She was a daughter of a famous Belgian baker and sister-in-law of the Belgian foreign minister. And so she was uh, accustomed to a really high standard of living. So she's very very wealthy, very like especially in the 40s, you think of high society. Well, she was part of high society. And then all of a sudden the Nazis came and took over and she she could she could have totally just stood by, kept raising her beautiful children in Paris and not done anything, but she could not, she couldn't stand by and not do anything, especially with all these children being, you know, being murdered. Yeah. Yeah. So she used her uh, connections and even like her social graces. She would go to um, 
people that she knew in society and say like you have a duty to protect these children you have a duty to protect like and so um she started she saved you know there was one story where she saved 63 jewish children in one day by finding places to hide them yeah and that this is another case of like she joined this like resistance group or whatever and then these dudes are like oh god what's Mm. this lady doing here ah get oh she's gonna be a liability like get her out of here it turns out that she she's very smart and she had these connections and she was a mom so she had this like ability Mm. to kind of make really good choices make good decisions be creative in her like um you know, uh, like problem solving and things like that. And then Mm -hmm. also when shit would hit the fan, she could stay calm and be like, guys, Mm. relax. Like we have to, we we still have to do, when when a lot of men were like, okay, we have to like abort, abort this mission. She'd be like, no, we have a job to do and we're going to complete this job. And she would Mm -hmm. sort of be the voice of reason and the calming sort of person that was able to then accomplish like whatever, you know, the task of like saving these children and all that. The other thing that um, was cool about her is that when she I guess like you know when you're in these like communication circles you kind of know you'd be able to get some information like oh the Nazis are going to come and try to arrest you very soon or like tomorrow or whatever so she got word that they were going to come for her and in her very you know calm-minded head she said okay they're coming for me here's the list of the children I, Mm. I, I was which was my next sort of mission to save here's the list she passed the list down to someone else so they could save the kids and then she got arrested and executed but she was like this is the job this is the job is to save these people if that ain't bravery i don't know what is i mean i mean but again it's like what are we doing with our lives i know (laughs) (laughs) i know it's really amazing these people in history and that's like, an, you know, we talk about, you know, the buzzword allyship or whatever, you know, is flies mm-hmm. around. I mean, that's an ally. That's somebody who, you know, really puts their own neck on lane because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, right. And she she didn't have to. She really no. she had money. She no. had status. She could have just sat by and read like an, a lovely book by a Victorian open window or something. But yeah. she didn't. And they said, too, that she even took children into her own home, which put her family at risk, too, like Mm -hmm. put her own children at risk because it was sort of like not because she wants to be like a risk taker or something, but because like, again, that was a way to help more people who didn't have opportunity otherwise, you know. Mm -hmm. Bad ass. Bad Bad ass. All right. This one's my that's the final one we're going to talk about. And just so happens to be my favorite. Nancy Wake. So she was, um, she's actually from New Zealand. She was born in New Zealand. Um, but then she married um, a Frenchman and moved to Paris. And unfortunately, once she moved, then the war happened. And um, she was just watching in horror as the Nazis are taking over this new beloved city of hers in Paris. Um, but she, you know, she is a little firecracker to say the least <laughs> and um she, she was a journalist and was seeing firsthand all these things that were going on and she was like not in my house bitches yeah and so she joined the the french resistance later known as the special operations executive soe so you'll hear that a lot soe during world war ii um her code name was helen i think is that right i mean in french it sounds way cooler I think in French it's like Helen. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not a historian. Uh, 
<laughs> um, but okay, wait, no, but her code name uh, was Freelance too. That's cool. I'm a freelancer. They also um, called her the White Mouse. Yes, the White because Mouse because it was this cat and mouse game. She was she was like in the trenches, like really like do, like background spy, like helping people uh, escape, you know, Nazi people like you know what I mean? like, I don't, I don't, again I don't really know the details but she was like really in there like actively helping people escape and she was very like um wily so uh the Gestapo like couldn't catch her like they knew she, there was this person out there like doing all these you know wily things like, to to save people and to like interrupt you know Nazi information and Nazi work and Nazi whatever uh but she, they couldn't catch her, so they called her the White Mouse because it was like this cat and mouse game that was like constantly. She was right played. under their noses too because she was yeah. a beautiful woman and she would be able to go to, so there's a story that she, I, I don't know if it was a note or like a, there was some very pertinent information that she needed to get from point A to point B and so she rode a bicycle uh, oh. and she she said that like they'll think I'm just a housewife going home or something, and so she was stopped multiple times by, uh, by the Nazis, and then she would flirt with them and be very kind and gentle, and they would just let her pass. And she was the white mouse; she was the one getting passed right under their noses, passing very pertinent information back and forth. Um, she also went to. England at one point and was trained as a spy. Yeah, before well, I think, this, before and the I don't bike know if this ride. was before or after, but I thought this was crazy too. So she like, I think she was in love with her husband. I mean, they oh yeah, to she loved Paris together, yeah. and they were had a good relationship. But at some point, as she's like doing all this spy oh, stuff, right. they mm. again word kind of got out that was like, you know, they're gonna come and get you like very very soon. They've like they've pinpointed your location and they're gonna come get you. And she was like, not today. Satan and she was like <laughs> bye and she had to leave her husband she's like I'm gonna have to leave mm -hmm. to escape this because I'm not gonna sit here and just get captured and he mm -hmm. was like you go girl like do what you gotta do and she left um mm -hmm. and then they came to the house and killed her husband and she yes. never saw her husband they again. tortured him first and he mm -hmm. would not give any information and then they killed right. him but yeah she went off and then was trained. Yeah, so I think that, that like, was in my brain. Yeah. Like that's like when she went to like Britain or wherever it was to to train. Yeah, where they trained her. But then the coolest thing, like she, 1944, she parachuted out of a plane yeah. into and France. I think also like when we say trained, I mean like she was like getting full blown like military training. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like mm -hmm. okay, now this is how you like throw a grenade it was like really like i think intensive training no, and like knowing the inner workings and yeah then they, they she was like did all that and was like okay put me back in coach and then parachuted <laughs> back into france i mean in the middle yeah. of all this like terror she participated in battle she um yeah she, sorry and then then the bicycle ride happened <laughs> Right. But she was like, uh, yeah, so she was trained. Oh, so, oh I just want to, she specifically was a special operations executive. So she like got, oh, and, and yeah, was trained in guerrilla warfare. Jesus. Guerrilla warfare Nancy. is like, it's like when you're hiding in a bush and you're just like, ah, and you like just take somebody. She <laughs> killed. That's how I get dates. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how I, I would like to do that. Um, But she, uh, she like, she would like sneak in and like take you know mess up like the decode like the the codes for the Nazis like she'd go oh in God, and stop so trains cool. she'd like dismantle things I mean she was doing everything she could to disrupt Nazi activity um, and she killed like a ton of 
Germans. And one of this was a quote that she said. I oh, love yeah. this woman. The quote was, in my opinion, the only good German was a dead German and the deader, the better. I killed a lot of Germans and I'm only sorry I didn't kill more. <laughs> sorry if you're German. Oh. It's not. No, you know, it's different now. But um, I mean, that's like a really badass thing to say. She even claimed to have killed an SS with her bare hands. I believe it. I believe um, it. By the end of the war, Nancy was the most decorated allied woman, dripping in medals from multiple countries. I was going to try to read all these medals that she won. Uh, there's a lot. She, she co- Common, let's see. She got Companion of the Order of Australia. She won the George Medal from the United Kingdom. Um France and German star, the defense medal, the war medal from the UK. The she got a French medal. She got medal of freedom here in from the US. Mm. Uh, badge in gold, uh, Medaille de la Resistance. Oh, that's <laughs> that's my French. French um from the French Republic. I mean, that's a lot of medals uh, of honor for her bravery. And guess what she did with them? <laughs> She uh she sold them and she said that hold on I have to find this quote she sold her medals to fund herself saying there was no point in keeping them I'll probably go to hell and they'd melt anyway <laughs> I love Nancy yeah I mean she this is a person that kind of got it in the sense it's like she didn't do it for the medals you know what I mean mm, no that's no cool. that's so cool yeah. so. I mean, I didn't learn about uh, no, Nancy they didn't Wake teach, in school. No, they did not teach this this in school. I heard a lot about men. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? This all this talk about France <laughs> made me. Do you want to go? I'll totally oh, go. <laughs> God, please let's go. I know. Um, there's so my mom, the town that my mom lives in. Um, it's like a really small town in the country, and um, the people are so lovely and just. Yeah, you know, I know French people kind of get a bad reputation because Paris people can be kind of tough, but outside of Paris, French people are very nice, and um, <laughs> they're like Provençal. Like they literally are like in Provence and like very provincial type people, which is maybe kind of a mean thing to say. I don't know. Is provincial kind of a shitty thing to call somebody? I don't know. They're literally <laughs> from Provence, so like that's why I'm saying it, but. Um, they have, I think, I don't know all the details. I've, I think my stepdad's tried to explain this to me like a hundred times. But like, you know, D-Day happened, nor, you know, the invasion, like Normandy, is that, was that Normandy where like American soldiers like all mm-hmm. came in and then like saved France basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reason in this part of uh, the town, I think there was a big like American presence where they came in on a certain day and like saved the town like saved the day so there's this thing that they do in the summer called american day and it's like um they just have like a little it's like i don't maybe it's even a couple days but they have like little festivals and then people wear like cowboy hats and like have american flags and like they try to make like american food and they'll like um they're, they usually have a band, which is not usually very good, but they'll do like <laughs> American cover songs with their like French oh, accents. I love it. And it is the craziest thing to experience as an American. And then they bring in like, they have like, because um, a lot of it is about like World War II, they have like old like motorcycles from World War II that are American and like tanks and things like, you know, m- sort of military things to sort of remember. And then people also will dress in, um, 
they'll do the kind of it's like a it's like a very bizarre like this is what america is kind of thing from the eyes of somebody who's not american so there's like <gasps> cowboy hats and like that and shorts shorts and things like that shorts. and boots oh like cowboy gosh. boots but then there's also like people that dress like um like that 1940s pinup kind oh, of I thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah and like that's like very american to the, or like that sort of american day whatever i'm trying to remember what we ate <laughs> like a hot dog or something and you're like yeah, okay. say, it's we like don't have weird, hot dogs like a weird french hot dog or something you're wow like, oh. that's um, cool yeah it's like a very f- fun silly kind of like celebration but they're very very thankful to mm-hmm. uh america for coming in and saving them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not to like be you know i shit in america all the time but you know, we definitely when we, we have done when, a couple things. Yeah, that like are when good. we when we use our resources properly, we can you know do some good things. That's how I feel. Like, and again, like I'm not saying that we should be like jumping into all the wars that are happening right now because there's so many wars. But mm-hmm. you know, there we can make better choices in who we help and who we don't mm-hmm. in these things. That's for another day. Anyway, America. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> Well, I think we all learned something about some four, four extraordinary women who saved thousands of lives. And that's not the um, only four. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, there's only four, four women. There were only, there's four, only four. There's only it. four women that did. No, no there's hu- thousands, thousands, hundreds of that, bill, trillion. What, there's seven trillions. trillion women. Women. Yeah, yeah, that helped. But also, I mean, like, I, and I, I, one of the things I love about those stories is, um, except for maybe the exception of uh, Nancy, was that her name? The last one, Nancy yeah. Wake. Yeah. With the exception of Nancy, um, th- a lot of these women sort of were underestimated. I think Nancy mm. seemed to be somebody that came out of the womb like f- a fighter. Especially but, the husband being like, yeah, bitch, go. I got come this. On. Yeah, you know? I love it. They yeah. cannot get you. Yeah. Yeah. And they I love it. Um, That's love. <laughs> but that like, you know, if you're, if you think of yourself as a meek person or a sensitive and quiet person or, or you're a, uh, just a mom or whatever, all of those things are powerful um, in their own right. And you can also be a hero and if you choose to be. That's what you could be a spy. You could be a spy. You could be, you know, you can, but fight for, fight for good, you know? Yeah. I love it. And stop denying the Holocaust for God's sake. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Stop it. Stop it. You're making us look bad, okay? Just humans in general. You're making us all humans. Yeah. Yeah. The humans are wrong. The humans are wrong. (laughs) Take take two, my alien. (laughs) I'm not an alien, okay? But the humans are wrong. (laughs) But the humans are wrong. Um, Well, happy Women's History Month to you, Katie, and to everyone listening. Happy Women's History Month to you. Thank you. Um, Guys, listen. We need you all to head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. Uh, it helps. It really, really helps yeah. our algorithm. Yeah. Whatever the fuck the, that is. The robots. The, the robots. The, yeah. You know what I think the algorithm the universe. is? It's literally robots that are like looking and like, oh, oh, difficult woman got another star. Mm, it's like, let's just uh, let's promote them a little. That's what I think <laughs> the algorithm is. Just a room of robots. So help our robots. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but really, uh, we we do hope you learned. We definitely learned yeah. a lot uh, researching a lot. these badass women. So um, go forth and be bad ass. Yeah. Sis. Get your ass out there and make it bad. <laughs> keep walking, Katie. <laughs> yep. Keep stepping. Make that ass firm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.